Vet bills can be expensive, but Spot Pet Insurance can give you up to 90% cash back on vet bills, so you can worry less about high vet bills. Yep, up to 90% cash back on vet bills for unexpected accidents, illness, and even routine care. And with Spot Pet Insurance plans, you can go to any vet you want in the U.S. or Canada. There's no network you need to stick to, so visit your favorite vet and you can save money on expensive vet bills. That's Spot Pet Insurance. It's no wonder Spot is America's favorite pet insurance. Visit SpotPet.com for a free quote today. For all terms, visit SpotPetIns.com sample-policy. Spot Pet Insurance plans are underwritten by either Independence American Insurance Company or United States Fire Insurance Company and produce Spot Pet Insurance Services, LLC. This is an independent ad from Spot Pet Insurance Services, LLC. You will drive yeah. Welcome to Who Weekly, the podcast where you'll learn everything you need to know about the celebrities you don't. I'm Bobby Finger. I'm Lindsay Weber. Okay, maybe you saw this this morning, but maybe you didn't. It's a when thems and whos collide. Uh-huh. Adele credited this one person with, quote, changing her life. Adele. I saw this. Them. Oh, I so saw you know this. who the who is? Glennon. <laughs> Glennon. <laughs> Glennon. Glennon's Adele. book. Glennon's book changed Adele. Adele's life or whatever. Adele read Glennon's book and was like, I'm a new person. I'm a new person. Yeah. She said, if you're ready, this book will shake your brain and make your soul scream. I'm so ready for myself after reading this book. It's as if I just flew into my body for the very first time. Phew. Phew. Well, it's also like, then, of course, tabloids were like, this book made Adele lose weight because that's what they associate with like this life inspiring life change when it could just be like it has nothing to do with that. Like she just is having an inspiring life change. It has nothing to do with losing weight. Losing weight has also a lot to do with being a famous person, you know, and it just really sucks because there's so many weird Right now, there's so many weird weight loss celebrity narratives going on. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you've noticed. Well, it's like, pandemic. Well, they're home. Kelly Osborne. No, but like Kelly Osborne, Adele, um, Rebel Wilson. Like R- Rebel just, Wilson. There's just yeah. like a lot of people that are being covered that way. And I know this happens all the time, but right now it feels there's just kind of like a glut of them. And it's just kind mm-hmm. of like a constant like all of a sudden people care about photos of Rebel Wilson because she's losing weight. It's like no one mm-hmm. cared about those photos before. I'll tell you that. It's really like annoying. You know what would give tabloids an aneurysm just because they're so obsessed with weight is if Adele from here on out, every time she was asked about her weight and they were like, so like, I see you made some changes. Like what's been going on with you? And she's just like, well, I read this Glennon Doyle book, right. Untamed. She never mentions her weight. It's always just Glennon Doyle everything. But they would associate them together anyways, which they're already like doing because they're like oh Adele changed her life it's like she also got a divorce she also like took a break from music like she's doing plenty of other things than she's also that are in not the middle of a weight. pandemic just like everyone else right she's also surviving a pandemic <laughs> like the rest of us like it is to to put the weight thing above all of that as like the most important life change it's just like it's such a bummer the whole thing mm-hmm. is a bummer this book is going to sell 7 billion copies simply because Adele told people. I mean, it already sold 7 billion copies, but it's going to sell 7 billion more because Adele told people to read it. Because I'm already seeing stories online that are like, read a read an excerpt from Untamed. The book Adele says changed her life. Right. Adele is like single-handedly selling this book. I mean, to be fair, this woman, ha- Glennon, has a ton of celebrity fans and friends. Like, she's selling this book. This book is being sold. You know Glennon saw this and started sobbing. 
Hey, you guys. So I can tell you're loving Untamed by Glennon Doyle this month because of all of your comments. I've read them all. It's amazing to hear your response and how much this book really moves you. Um, you're listening to Who Weekly, whatever. This is just our normal show. This isn't the call-in show. Um, how, what, what, are we, what else are we bantering about? Any vibe check? Vibe check? Is everything fine? It's well, we cooling down, I will say. We haven't done vibe check in a while. I think the vibe has been, if we haven't that's been vibe fine. checking, the vibe has been relatively up. So that's good. The vibe has been fine. Um, I will say my particular vibe is better than normal today because uh, I noticed that it's cooling down. I looked at the 10-day forecast yeah, and yeah, it's yeah, all yeah. like low 80s. That's Isn't amazing. that thrilling? Yeah, it's that's, so nice. That's some local news for you. So let's talk. Let's talk. Talk to our broader, broader audience. We shouldn't talk yeah. about the weather. A great way to start talking to a broad audience is to talk about both the JoJo's. <laughs> well, not everyone lives in New York, but everyone knows who JoJo and JoJo are. Two JoJo's finally brought together. I have to say, I don't think anybody was waiting for this. Like this is one of those things where, like, Variety who. I, First of all, Variety did it. Okay, cool. <laughs> Variety brought JoJo and JoJo together for an interview, but nobody was like, finally, JoJo and JoJo. Like, I really don't think so. This is a custom JoJo mask. Yeah, they just started selling them. I think they're now at Target, but these ones I think are sold online. Woo! But they got the little JoJo mask happening now. Girl, that's incredible. It's so fun. It's crazy. There's, there's everything. Whatever, like, junior, I don't know. Some assistant editor has been pitching this. Some like gay ass assistant editor has yeah. been pitching this story for three years. And they're like, Teddy, no, <laughs> stop it. And then finally in the pandemic, they got them both together and he was Teddy. It's just time funny that shine. it's finally during the pandemic. This is the worst time to bring two people together. <laughs> <laughs> well, they, and they also only wear masks for the beginning. I'm sure they were quarant I'm sure it's fine. But they begin with masks and do a little bit because JoJo's wearing her own merch masks and JoJo the singer, God, they're both singers. JoJo the millennial icon is just wearing a regular mask and JoJo the Gen Z icon is wearing her own merch mask sure and they talk is. about that. And the entire interview, which I actually didn't watch the entire thing, I turned it off after maybe three minutes because it was making me so uncomfortable. Oh, I watched it. I is watched very thing. weird because you can tell JoJo millennial icon is like this is insane like is so like cannot deal with jojo's fame no i think she's fascinated by her and i think she really wants jojo the millennial singer is first of all an incredible interviewer turns out and is very mm -hmm. wise beyond her years which i think is what happens when you start performing at the age of 12 and you're like working much like jojo siwa let's just call them jojo and jojo siwa or something or no let's call millennial jojo and bo jojo Bo, Bo, millennial, Bo Jojo. Bo Jojo. Lee so, Jojo and, and Bo Jojo. It's Go Jojo and Go Jojo and as in Get Out Jojo and Bo Jojo as in Jojo Siwa. Okay, Go Jojo, it. Bo Jojo. So That's but, it. But what the... But the Go Jojo. But what's interesting about it is it's almost like Go Jojo is watching her career in Jojo Siwa. Sorry, in Bo Jojo is if she took a different route. So like... Mm -hmm. So she's like kind of watching this person who was who cr who was created like via a different path that Gojojo didn't take. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. No, like, it makes sense. Like they're very different. Like not to be rude, but like Gojojo is a good singer. She's a singer. She's that's her craft. 
Bojo Joe is a performer. She's a dancer. She says on there she's not a good singer. She doesn't want to be a good singer. That's not what she is all about. She's a dancer. She's a performer. And Gojo Joe says, well, I'd, you know, I've always been self-conscious about my dancing, actually. Like, I really worked hard on my singing, but my dancing has always come really difficult to me. So they do have, like, big differences, obviously, in a hugely mm-hmm. different audience. And they joke about how, like, it's funny when some people will buy tickets to, like, a Gojo Joe uh, concert and think that they're buying a Bojo Joe and the opposite. Well, I did a movie called Aqua marine and then you're I, in aquamarine yeah do you have you seen it a lot of my friends have that's like the mermaids right that's the mermaids yeah that's the mermaid. there's yeah. two there's aquamarine and there's h2o right honestly i haven't really seen either of them so i don't <laughs> i don't know my question to you is what do you think is the worst situation but accidentally buying tickets to gojo joe for bojo joe or bojo joe for gojo joe accidentally accidentally buying tickets for bojo joe i think is is because you probably have your kids you probably have kids with you and they're going to be like where the fuck is bojo joe and you're going to be like oh no this is gojo Mm -hmm. joe well no 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 i think you misinterpreted me no i think i think not expecting to be around screaming children is the nightmare because if i if i had let's say i had kids or i was you know i was uh, you know, watching my nephews for the night. And I was like, you know, we're going to go see Bojojo. We're going to go see Bojojo. And then we show up and it's Gojojo. They might be disappointed, but I'm like, get ready to hear some bops. Like, this yeah, is Yeah, but they're not, they're going to be screaming the whole time. They want Bojojo. They don't want Gojo. However, if Josh and I bought tickets to Gojojo and I was like, let's go hear some bops and we show up and they're screaming children, I would be mortified and I would run out the door. Oh, see, I would be I the opposite. Worse. I think if I had kids with me and I accidentally got go jojo not bojo joe it'd be a whole mess because the kids would be pissed and i'd have to we'd have to just leave if we actually did the other thing i would be like quote unquote pissed but then i would also be like oh i finally get to see bojo joe and see what all the fuss is about and like be and i'd be interested in like the spectacle of bojo joe no i'd, I'd keep screaming to the kids no wait till you hear that i know you're disappointed but wait till you hear this bridge this bridge is iconic this and they'd is be an like screaming they'd be so <laughs> mad but yeah i'll put some clips here but the conversation is relatively interesting if not because there is a kind of a un there's kind of a weird untapped honesty to bojojo that i think i maybe hadn't heard before where bojojo says things that are just very real in a way and gojojo's whole thing is that she's too real you know she's like kind of like a very (laughs) down ass person and bojojo is like kind of easy to mold in that way kid yeah bojojo's still a kid she's very like just being very friendly and nice and they're both sort of looking at each other like museum pieces you know because i think bojojo really only knows gojojo because bojojo is often confused with them because they have the same name yeah right and so she's like this is weird no you're the person that people always confuse me with but gojojo probably knows everything about bojojo like it's probably like a wikipedia whole person and has read everything Mm, about well it's weird gojojo says to bojojo do you read the comments and bojojo says yes i read everything on the internet and gojojo's like i could never do that but i think that is the (laughs) difference in it it's like bojojo is like a child of the internet and gojojo even though we're on the line millennials really do like we've i think at our age we've learned to disconnect a little bit or at least the ideal is to disconnect there's a difference between being a child of like the early internet and a child of like the current internet people think they know you they don't know you that is one of the hard things about doing what i do so i'm like youtube is like a big place where like that's like my biggest platform and a lot of the times like it's it's cool when it's little kids and they're four years old and they think they know me and they're believing in something and so give them it to believe in you know let them let them have their fun you're like santa it's it's great it really is and it's amazing but once it hits a certain age and it's like 
older kids, like I'm talking like 17, 18 or like or even adults think that they know me. That's just dumb. That's just ignorant. That's true. And then the other difference, which I found fascinating, was like they're talking about what they're doing in quarantine or whatever. And Bojo was like, I'm doing a live show on my YouTube every week. I'm doing new dances every week. And Gojojo's like, well, we had a whole tour planned. I was going to all these new places. Wah, wah. And it's like it is very much like the traditional music marketing versus mm-hmm. new music marketing. And Bojojo's out here making millions of dollars. Still no problem. Quarantine, no problem for her. And Jojo's selling masks. And I'm sure Go- she's selling- Jojo's like, like, uh, yikes, like throw me a bone. Like she's not doing really anything. I know she did release some music during this, but like you get what I'm saying. Like that direct comparison Mm -hmm. shows the kind of ingenuity of a younger generation, you know, and yet Bojojo is dealing with a lot of the criticism that Gojojo dealt with when she was younger and had to like grow beyond and like had to like deal, you know, kind of grow out of so that I, I think maybe it was an interesting conversation it's just hard to watch because bojojo was very much like yeah yeah it was <laughs> the tough whole time. Me. i turned it i turned it off i no problems with either i truly have no problems with either of them really but i was like this is really strange it would have been better and maybe this is just a selfish thing as a written comparison between the two as a as a like kind of a dueling profile about like the differences between like a gen z and a millennial mindset and also the music mm-hmm. industry and also two girls named jojo and like both started really young and and it's like that actually if somebody put their brain into it a little bit would be just as interesting if not more with a little bit of context than having to watch them interview each other but you know that's mm. wishful thinking but you know at the beginning whenever go jojo finds out that jojo's name is <laughs> joel Joni, Joel Joni, and, and then her name is Joanna Go Jojo's Noel. name is Joe Noel. Joanna and Noel. Go Joel. Go Jojo is trying to point out that it's funny that like she's sort of close to Joel by saying Joanna Noel, and Jo Bo Jojo doesn't understand that that's what Go Jojo was saying. Right. This reminds me of a very iconic Golden Girls conversation where Blanche is telling a story about her southern best friend named Anderbo, and <laughs> and also. She talks about Anderbo's boyfriend, whom she refers to as Anderbo's beau. And it's just a lot of like, uh, it's a lot of that. And then at the end of the story, she's like, now do you understand why I can't tell Dorothy? And Rose says, I don't even understand who Anderbobo is. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. It's very, very funny. That's what we just did. We just did a Golden Girls bit. Are we doing Gaten Matarazzo? Well, this is funny because this is something I started seeing on on TikTok first TikTok. before it made. Well, sometimes things that have you, I don't know if you've been noticing, but things that are on TikTok will melt over into tabloid uh, mm-hmm. tabloid talk, and the tabloids will cover these TikTok things. And at first, it was the lady who was like, "These people didn't tip," like, and then we covered it because mm-hmm. the tabloids covered it. But th- all that stuff starts on TikTok. This one is teenagers were learning that Gaten Matarazzo, a.k.a. the Stranger Kids thing who also did the Verizon ads. That's like how I would. The Stranger Kids thing. (laughs) Oh, the Stranger Kids kid. The Stranger Things kid. The Stranger Things kid who also did the Verizon ads. Remember? What's so great about Fios anyway? Uh, What's so great about a 100% fiber optic network that makes your gaming system actually work awesomely? 
Hey, did you take out the trash? <laughs> Garbage boy. He's the, he's young Josh Gad, yes. Apparently, he's, the... he's maintaining, unlike some of his cast members, a uh, sense of self by working part-time at a New Jersey, a Long Beach Island restaurant as a food runner alongside some of his family members. And kids were going there and like seeing him and being like, LMAO, what? But like loving it, <laughs> like in a cute way, in a cute way, not like, you know, in a bad way. And then of course it got mm -hmm. picked up by the Hollywood Reporter and they're like, they called his rep and they're like, um, is he like working at a restaurant? And they're like, yeah. <laughs> Is it his family's restaurant? I saw that it was like he's working there with his family, but is it is it a, a restaurant owned by someone Honestly, in his family? I like did not go that deep because there nobody wrote the restaurant. Okay. And I couldn't find the TikTok. I like went back to look for the TikToks in which I saw and I I hadn't liked them, so I guess I couldn't. But like no one reported out, which is nice. Like they don't no one's reveal. like yeah, they're not nice. revealing the restaurant. It's just a restaurant and he his some of his family members work there. Right. I would my the 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 cynical part of my brain, the alarm bells would go off if the restaurant name were revealed because it's like, oh, yes, he's working at this place at uh, this address him. on Long yeah. Beach Island. Yeah. yeah. Like they wanted good press for him or funny press for him. But like that doesn't seem to be the case. So I think nice. he was pretty incognito because job. of also the mask stuff. Like I don't I think that that was oh, part of it where it's like because he oh, was wearing a mask, oh, wow. he wasn't as recognizable or recognized. And then kids on TikTok started recognizing him and telling their friends and they would go and they'd see him and whatever. But it's like it's pretty great. It's kind of like cute. nice and grounding in a way. Mm hmm. Have him get a little job. I'll tell you one thing. Millie Bobby Brown's never getting a job like delivering food. Okay, you said it as direct. I made a re I made a rude reference, but you're right. <laughs> <laughs> Millie Bobby Brown is not working in food service. No, I'm neither sorry. is like Wolf Finn Wolfheart. Like neither are any of Wolf, those kids. Wolfhard. Wolfhart. Heart. Speaking of child stars, Tiffany Thiessen. Formerly uh, Tiffany spread. Amber Thiessen. Remember when she was Tiffany Amber Thiessen? How could I forget? But like, where did Amber? Where did Amber go? That's uh, a really good question. Maybe she thought it was like in, maybe she thought it was like infantilizing. Like she had to where did it separate go? her young self from her new self. Where did Amber go? Where did Amber go? What happened to the Amber and Tiffany Tiffany Amber Thiessen? There's probably like something on her Wikipedia that's like, like name. Why why did she drop the Amber? Because it's not a last name. It's like no, it's not it's like she name. got divorced or remarried. TV stuff. Tiffany drops Amber, March 29, <gasps> 2000. Read it. Read the whole article. I'm reading it. I'm reading <laughs> Out loud. I'm reading it. Read the whole article. Well, here's the problem. It's on its way back machine, so you got to give me like 15 to 20 seconds okay, while it loads. Okay, load it, but then please read the What do you think the way thing? back? Do you think the way back machine, when I when I imagine the way back machine, like whenever I go to an, an archive.org and I am go to the way back machine and I click on it to load, I picture it loading from a server, like a server farm, but it's all those like cow gateways, <laughs> the gateway computers that are all cows. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> it's like, oh, it's loading. Wait, is okay, it okay, still okay. loading? No, it just it just finished. Okay, okay, okay. It just loaded. Okay. okay. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. It has a little... Okay. What was the Get, year? Uh, what was the date? This is Tiffany Drops Amber. This is from 2000. Okay, so March 20, 2000. So about 20 years ago. Okay. Boop, 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 boop. Guest starring the TV stuff, colon. Tiffany Drops Amber. Guest starring from? on Wait, sorry. Source your... What's, what is this from? My source is Hollywood.com. Okay, thank you. Um, guest starring on tonight's Two Guys and a Girl. Here's our, the, you know, we're really in a time capsule. Mm -hmm. Guest starring on t tonight's Two Guys and a Girl, which is after Two Guys and a Girl dropped a pizza place. Tiffany dropped Amber. Maybe oh that's my what inspired god! Her. So wait, the T pizza place and Amber are like in heaven together, <laughs> <laughs> or hell? 
<laughs> they're in hell together. Okay. They're in hell together. Uh, Amber's hanging out at the pizza place. <laughs> you guys and a girl in a pizza place. You know, when they dropped a pizza place, it didn't help the show that much. Like, the show still. No. Okay. Well, the pizza place remained in the show. They just took no, it out I of the title. No, I know, but it's not like <laughs> dropping to the pizza place from two guys, a girl in a pizza place did anything for the show. They should have kept it. Okay. Let me, I have an answer to this question. Okay. Actually, I'm not sure it answers anything. Oh, yeah, this is what it is. Okay, okay here we going. go. I was right. Guest starring on tonight's Two Guys and a Girl, Tiffany Thiessen, Hold the Amber. <laughs> yes, the ex-Beverly Hills 90210 starlet has jettisoned the Val Gal-sounding middle appendage. The actress is trying out her newly shortened name on Two Guys, the ABC Wednesday night sitcom on which she began a six-episode stint last week. Thiessen's six? publicist, Elizabeth Much, her last name is Much. <laughs> Decent's publicist, Elizabeth Much, Much. tells Hollywood.com that the former Tiffany Amber opted for the change because, quote, she's well into her 20s. She's not a young girl anymore. Weird. She dropped it just because it was infantilizing? I guess. Oh, my God. What? The, the, The kicker of this. And yes, when she returns to the zip code, because they talk about how she's going to go back to 90210. And yes, when she returns to the zip code, she'll return as Tiffany Thiessen. No word on when or if she intends to start spelling her first name with a Y. Ew, that's (laughs) so rude. That's so rude. To be fair, the name Tiffany Amber spelt with an I on the Tiffany is a very (laughs) dated name in terms of like the era from which she was the most famous. That is true. But also very rude of Hollywood.com to like make that extra dig. Also, Kelly Kapowski should have been spelled with an I. Right. That's true. That's true. That's, that's true. true. Kelly that's true. Kelly Amber Kapowski. I can't believe the Amber is in heaven eating at the pizza place. I can't believe that she dropped it for her six episode stint on two guys and a girl. <laughs> Okay. Sick. Okay, so Tiffany did. This is the thing is that now that's more entertaining than why she's even on our list of things. Well, what I love about this is that it's truly formulaic. So Lindsay put this in here, and it was like Tiffany Thiessen inside a day in my life. And what's so funny is the moment I saw the URL before I even scrolled down half an inch was like, oh, I wonder what she's spawning because you don't do inside a day in my life unless one of the things is spawn. Like it's like, oh, I did twelve things today. One well, of them I'm getting paid for. Right. So like. She well in this day at seven a.m. she gets eggs from her hens. At eight a.m. she does the spawn. Mm. At twelve a.m. they go on a hike. At at two p at two p.m. they she and her husband say they love to explore the outdoors. At four p.m. <laughs> she has one on one time with her son. And at five p.m. they have pizza. So if that's not that many things, like the day is relatively broad. It's like we woke up, we got some eggs, we we hung out, we went on a hike, we had quality family time, we had dinner. What's funny is the spawn item is so specific that it doesn't even fit within the rest of the day because mm-hmm. at 8 a.m. the actress takes dental hygiene seriously. She brushes her teeth with Sensodyne sensitivity and gum toothpaste before breakfast. And it's a picture of her <laughs> drinking a Java. Well, actually, she has two Java. She has a hot She's Java. She's drinking a hot Java and a cold and Java. And a cold Java. And she has two stacked boxes of Sensodyne toothpaste right on the table next to her. Mm-hmm. Shout out to mm-hmm. Tiffany though for taking this photo. Genuinely, she looks like she just woke up, which I I'm not being rude. I think I think that's great. She looks like she has a little bit of makeup on, but yeah. Okay, you're right. Maybe she does, but she's and in the pajamas. hair is a little done. the The hair has been done also. The hair's got kind of a perfect. Either wave way, in it. 
it's like the spawn is perfectly unmatched with the rest of her day. Like she wouldn't have mentioned brushing her teeth otherwise, but because right. that's the spawn, we got a great day in her life, you know? And all the photos are clearly like cell phone photos. And then there's the spawn photo that's like perfect contrast. Yes. Perfectly saturated in the top. Um, but yeah, that's Tiffany Thiessen, mm-hmm. formerly Amber Thiessen. And as we've discussed, Amber is now in heaven, excuse me, hell, eating at the pizza place. Can you name... I can't stop doing this. I, so speaking of two guys and a girl and formerly two guys, a girl and a pizza place. I knew you were going to go back okay. to this. Starring, we all know, Ryan Reynolds. The, the other guy, you won't know his name. His name is Richard Rucolo. I, don't, I can't imagine you could ever remember that name. Richard Rucolo? Do you remember? Do you remember? Do you know the name of the of girl? The girl of the quote unquote girl, the actor? I cannot believe this name. Speaking of names. Well, it's like a, she's like a Kaylee Cuoco type. She was like a Dharma type, Dharma and Greg type. Yeah, she looks all, I mean, she's more of a Dharma. She looks like Jenna Elfman's sister. Is, yes. it, is it not Jenna Elfman? No, it's not. Who is it? Her name is Trailer Howard. No, that's not right. <laughs> D-R-A-Y-L-O-R Howard. No, that's not right. Trailer, Trailer Howard. Howard. Sharon. Ooh, look how cute she looks. All sorts of cute. Yeah, go away. There's this guy who jogs by hair every night. Dark hair, nice smile. Oh, do you know what I'm talking about? No! <laughs> oh, God, here he comes. Get, get, get. I don't want to be associated with you guys. It can't be that way. Who played the pizza place? <laughs> okay. Okay. She was also on Monk. Great. <sighs> Speaking of names, Kane Brown. What a name. She was also on Monk. She Kane was on Brown. Monk. I think that was her big... I think she was like, Monk, <laughs> you're so obsessive. Like, you're so OCD. Like, that was her role on Monk. Like, oh, Monk, you're late again. You're OCD. That was what she Kane did. Kane Brown is... We've talked about him before when he broke onto the country scene he's one of those modern country singers but he's black so that's interesting right Mm -hmm. uh there's not many black country singers jimmy allen you got uh what's his face darius rucker so like it's 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 rarity there's not even many women in the top modern country charts let alone black men like or black women oh my god there are no black women it's like it's extremely well. There's we have we're gonna talk about her soon rain and she has a song that's like slowly rising up the charts Yes, but it's I feel like we have to wait really until good, that gets but, to I mean, its. Yeah. We'll talk about her later, but if but before we talk about her, look her up, Raina Roberts. She's really good and like an extreme rarity in country, a black woman. But look her up, she's good. This is Kane Brown, and the reason why we're talking about him is because he got lost in his own backyard. <laughs> which I have to he say, now that I'm saying it, is a great title for a country song. Lost in my backyard. Yeah. Yes. I think he'll write, he'll probably write a song oh. about it. I mean, I can't imagine he wouldn't sure write a song about has. it. Lost in my backyard. Because the story is like, got a new house, backyard's huge, really excited, finally at the top, got lost in my own 30 backyard. 30 acres. Went for a walk, <laughs> lost in my own backyard. He got lost. So he moves to this house and it's like 30 acres. So he moves to this house and he's like hanging out with his buddies and they're on ATVs, I believe. And they run, they lit, everything goes wrong. Everything that can go wrong goes wrong. There's there's the video of him talking about it on Extra there with that like extra reporter who has to do, bless her heart, has to do all of the, the Zoom interviews um, and has to maintain like... Bless um, her heart. Has to maintain like a sense of surprise and like a smile as she's interviewing all these people all the time. Oh my God, tell me more. So I heard a rumor that you got lost in your backyard. And he's <laughs> like, yeah, I got lost in my backyard. Wait, I heard a rumor 
that you got lost in your house, like in your property. Is that true? Yeah, uh, we got lost for seven hours. How? Uh, well, we have 30 acres, it's all wood, and we made our own trail, and then it started raining, um, and it started getting dark, and then we started running out of gas, and we couldn't find our trail back, and we live by all these cliffs. Oh, no. So everywhere we tried to go, and we thought we were getting somewhere, we'd run into a, you know, like a drop-off. So we'd run into a drop-off, and uh, so we ended up having to call the cops. Well, they couldn't, The his last resort was he called his friend Up Church, and then Up Church, I believe, called the cops. So once he got in touch with Up Church, Up Church couldn't find them, then Up Church called the cops, and the so cops found them. So he wasn't with them. Up Church, but he called Up Church with his yeah. friend's battery. The phone, His friend had 7% left, so he, they called mm-hmm. Up Church, and he called the cops. Mm-hmm. Lost in my backyard. The dangers of too big of a backyard. He His property is 30 acres, but the 30 acres is on a larger set of property that's 3,000 acres. So it really, it wasn't just 30 acres. A lot of the stories reported that it's just 30 acres, but it's 30 acres inside 3,000 acres. That's so also just been the anywhere. woods. He might have not he been in his been backyard. Anywhere. It's a funny story and it will make for a very fun song, but actually like it's very scary. Being in the being lost in the woods is very scary. Very scary. You know? Very scary. It's very, very scary. Very scary. Very um, scary. But this is his friend Upchurch who is... Uh, yeah, Kane Brown is... Kane Brown is... He kind of still just sound, like there's like when you listen to Cambridge, there's nothing actually super unique about this, his style of music. It just sounds like modern country. Well, he has hits. He has some hits. He's like he's in the mix with like Luke Bryan and like those types of like modern country guys who write songs about, you know, sort of like Mad Libby having country where you parties just like pop and whatever. Mm-hmm. See, getting lost in my backyard as a concept is actually quite original for that. He could, write a, he could write a concept album about it. I'm sure it would be good. That's true. It's but so his true. friend Upchurch is sort of disgusting. And so his friend Upchurch is similarly came up from YouTube. His friend Upchurch is white and like very like scary obsessions with guns and Confederate flags. He has like a, a website called um, Redneck Nation. It's like a line of clothing and they sell like Confederate flag rona masks uh this is my social distancing shirt but it's like got a maga hat on it uh like racist shirts about like redneck lives matter shirts so it's strange that this guy is so deeply associated with kane and they're such good friends it's a little strange and honestly brings kane down a couple of i mean this guy's music though like sucks like this is like really bad i don't know how to describe it one of the songs i listened to was fully like I'm pre- like he's like a doomsday prepper too. Like it's ta- not just talking about like guns and freedom. It's talking about like when America collapses, I'm going to be in the woods with my family and I'm going to protect my clan. Like it's like oh my god. But it's weird because this guy isn't even so separate from kind of mainstream country. Because I was looking mm-hmm. at his like discography. He has a song with, and he has a song with Luke Combs, right? He has a song with Luke Combs. Yeah. Um. But that's what happened. It the the story is actually quite funny. And Kane, if you're listening. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine Kane Brown listening to Who Weekly. L- write a song about getting lost in your backyard. I'm sure Please. he already has. So, Lindsay, I wrote a quick little game. Oh, no. I was like and excited called, to leave this topic. Yeah. It's called Kane, Luke, Tom, or Bob. Oh, as fuck. In Kane Brown, Luke Bryan, Thomas Rhett, or, or you me, wrote it. Bob. <laughs> and I'm just going to say the name of a song. Because Bobby and you're lumped tell me. in. Bobby lumped in Luke Bryan, Thomas Rhett. 
a Kane Brown into a kind of a mo- like modern country modern country titles. Yeah, yeah. And Kane, he's, Luke, Tom, he's right. And there there is good modern country, but then there's kind of like mm. less good modern country. And he's right that like this is all. Although mm. I do like Thomas Rhett a lot more than the rest of them. Whatever, it's fine. Okay, go ahead. Yeah, Tom. Yeah, but you're right. Thomas he Rhett is, he borders. If you're if you're gonna rank them, yes, Thomas Rhett is better. But Luke Bryan, give me a no. He's break. the worst. Um, he is the worst. Okay. Um, he is really bad. Uh, well, he's I'd like Blake Shelton Light, like Bud Light exactly. is to Budweiser. Like it's just like, like less boring, but Luke like grosses me out. <laughs> yeah, there are a few good songs, but it's like it's all very unoriginal and it's all very like. Yeah, it, it doesn't do it doesn't do anything. Okay, so Kane, Luke, Tom, or Bob, build me a daddy. Is that Kane, Luke, Tom, or Bob? That's Luke. That's Luke. Ding, ding, ding. Got it right. Okay. Build me a daddy. Beat the song. Beer can't fix. Beer can't fix. Kane, Luke, Tom, or Bob. Beer can't fix. Mm-hmm. Beer can't fix. I'm gonna say, Rhett because no, he, it is, it is. It's Tom. It's Thomas. Thomas Rhett. Rhett. Yeah. yeah. Ding, ding, ding. Okay. Because he loves a beer song. Uh oh shit! Mama's back to beer. What? Is that Kane, Luke, Tom, or Bob? You. That's Bob. That's Bob. Yeah, that's Bob. Okay. <laughs> um, uh, okay. Hunting, fishing, loving every day. Oh, I know is that, that song. Is, is that Kane, Luke, Luke Tom, song. or Bob? That's Luke Hunting and fishing and loving every day. Yeah, that's a, <laughs> that's that's a good you song. You got it. <laughs> okay. Um, Granddaddy's Choir. Granddaddy's Choir. Is that Kane, Luke, Tom, or Bob? Okay, that's tough. Rhett, is that Tom? That's Kane. Oh, that's Kane. wow. Granddaddy's Choir. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, more jello salad is that kane luke no, tom or bob that's bob <laughs> that's bob okay yeah yeah <laughs> and you have to say it like that more jello salad more jello salad because it's a it's like and mama used to pass around the dish and then she'd look at me and say more jello salad like no, you have to say it like musical. that um, okay 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 uh drink a little beer is that kane luke tom or bob drink a little beer i'm gonna go with thomas red again he loves beer drink a little beer yeah, that uh, you forgot. I actually just I just closed the notes app. Where you did forgot. It go? Oh, that is that is Thomas Red. Yeah, he that has is Thomas so Red. many songs about beer. Um, then this one, okay, work. Just work. Work. Just work. is that Kane, Luke, Tom, or Bob? Kane. It's Kane. You got it right. I'm pretty good at this work. game. Weirdly, work. Okay, you're actually great at this game. Yeah, okay. I don't know. And then drinking beer and wasting bullets. Oh Kane, my God. Luke, Tom, or Bob? Bob. No, it's Luke. Oh, ew. It's wasting Luke. bullets. Wasting wow. bullets. Mm, okay. Um, just shooting blindly into the woods, I'm yeah. sure. Okay. Um, <laughs> Don't hit your neighbor. And then there's this song, which is honestly iconic. Um, Cousin Ronnie went away again, but please don't bring it up at Bubba's birthday party featuring Rina Sawayama. Um, is that Kane, Luke, Tom, or Bob? <laughs> That's Bob. That's Bob. You got it right. Oh, my God. Yes. Wait, okay. featuring Rina? She did a she guys did a Featuring song Rina Sawayama. Yeah, she did. She featured on my album. Okay. Incredible. A totally underrated artist. Glad she's doing a pop. Oh, she's glad she's doing a country crossover with you. Three more. There's more? Little boys grow up and dogs get old. Kane, Luke, Tom, or Bob? Luke. It is Luke. You got it. You got it. You got it. Yeah. Okay. Two more. Short skirt weather. Kane, Luke, Kane, Tom, or Bob? That's Kane. That's Kane. That's, that's a big Kane. Kane song. Yeah, I've heard it. And then the last one, no son of mine's wearing a Chromatica shirt. Kane, Luke, Tom, or Bob? I hate this. Bob. Yeah, you got it. Okay, that's great. Did you know Kane Brown has a song called Lost in the Middle of Nowhere featuring Becky G? Wait, so he already (laughs) has a song about getting lost in the woods? Well, Middle of Nowhere is different. It would have to be Lost in His Backyard. Lost in the Middle of Nowhere is a different concept. Let's play it here. Don't tell nobody where we'll go. 
you and me in the headlights glowing Girl, don't you know I got the key to your heart in my car, let's go far Lost in the middle of nowhere Where there's no cares Me and you out there all alone County Um, Elizabeth Debicki She's the new Diana That's She's exciting. still a who, though She's still she is. Though. Well, why I put her in here was because she's the new Diana. Well, you know, actually, there's another Diana because they're starting with young Diana and then they're going to old Diana. Who's young? Di- well, did we talk about young Diana? No, but her name is Emma Corrin. Okay. So she'll be playing. Well, she's no one, really. Okay. Yeah. Well, she'll be playing. She's like a British person. She's like yeah. a British. She's like been in British stuff. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. So she is the young Diana in season. Again, the thing was funny. We were talking about this with Shawnee and Amina. Uh, is that Royal crown, like I do not watch the crown I try no. it's boring I try every time and I just it falls my off my radar love it suddenly and yet whenever there's crown casting I'm like engaged I'm like oh she's playing Diana but it's like am I even gonna watch this like I don't even know maybe I was I like will. Olivia Coleman tight never gonna watch this <laughs> Imelda Staunton tight never gonna watch this <laughs> But it's just like one of those funny things where they they always do make press with their casting, but it is unclear yeah. who is watching this. But I do know that they have a lot of fans. Like The Crown is a popular show. Yeah. Relatively. Well, didn't didn't what happened was The Crown was like, we're going to do X seasons. Just kidding. We're going to do one fewer. Then they were like, oh, just kidding. We are going to do the full thing. Well, I think it's like, also a really expensive show. So I think yes. it's also the other thing is they wouldn't be making it unless. But isn't The Crown, The Crown is like a co-production. It's like they're not, Netflix isn't spending all okay, of the okay, money okay, on okay, The okay. Crown. It is expensive. Yeah. It's so expensive, if I remember. Yeah. But they're ending with Diana, aren't they? Because remember what everyone was like, are they going to get to Megan? And it's like, they're not going to get to Megan. <laughs> like, are we going to go all the way to Harry and Megan? We're no. not. We're not doing that yet. We're going to Diana. That's where we're ending. Why Why do we know Elizabeth Debicki? Because she was in uh, Widows. Widows, which was like a Bobby and Lindsay favorite, although did not get respect. Continues to not get respect. I think it gets plenty of respect. Do you like critical I think it respect? Does get... Critical respect. Yeah. No one saw it, though. <laughs> Amazing movie. Uh, she's amazing. Well, everyone's amazing in Widows. She's also in, ding, 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 Tenet. Tenet. Oh, she Tenet is. Tenet queen. Well, she she's had, the reason why I bring her up is because I was like, in, in Who Weekly lore, she had a lot of buzz around her. She was like in Vanity Fair. She was doing all these things. She was like the up and coming. She was in the, wasn't she in the Night Manager? Like she, she was had, the night manager, yeah. she had a lot of buzz in a very big way. And then kind of like not, nothing really Nothing really became the thing that was the thing, but this feels mm-hmm. like it could be the thing. Since not only is it a show that is very prestige, but she's playing the character that everybody has been looking forward to. Like, like who's going to be adult Diana? Like, I might. I mean, I'm saying this, but I'll. I'll I'm sure I'll fall off. But I'm going to definitely start watching it when she's on it. Like, I. I want to know how they cover Diana. That is a more contemporary story to me. You know, and it's very relevant to now because of Harry and Meghan. All we talk about is Harry and Meghan. So I'm very curious. Mm-hmm. And also, it seems like she's like the perfect person to play her. Like, she got the height. Diana was tall. She got the look, you know? Yeah. I think that I think that Tenet would have been, like, in a, in, a, in a non-COVID world, and Tenet is out in July and everyone's seeing Tenet, depending on whether or not the movie is actually good, which TBD, I don't know that I believe that that movie is actually going to be good, but... I think Tenet could have been a huge moment for her, but now it looks like this is. But gonna it be the is huge unclear whether, like, t- no one Tenet is like this like floating island. Like, no one knows mm-hmm. what Tenet could have done or been. No one even knows what Tenet's about. It's just so funny that Tenet is this. Tenet was this thing that was supposed to launch two careers in a way, or at least one big one. And now it's just like, yeah, it's just like in limbo. I meant John David Washington, but whatever. 
But I mean, I think that that you're right. Like it has it has the the right people in it. The casting of mm-hmm. Tenet is incredible, but it is like what is Tenet and like the 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 circumstances of its release are really going to prevent it from being maybe what it could have been in terms of what we're talking about like this vehicle for these people too and and while i don't really care it's it, like if you would ask me like when the crown finally casts what might be the most uh hyped character in mm-hmm. their mini series diana will it have to be like a hometown hero will it have to be a brit she's a she's australian she's an aussie they didn't even baby. cast a brit she's an aussie they didn't baby cast a brit. who cares that's great i love it i still sort of can't believe that i have gotten the chance to work with the christopher nolan i don't know about you guys but i wasn't even told it was a movie i was in florida this past weekend and guess what was the talk of the town. Your mom's aura frame? The aura frame. The aura frame kept, it was scrolling through every photo. I was like, oh, oh, there's that. Oh, there's that. Oh, there. I'm like, where'd they get that photo? There's always a photo where I'm like, where'd they get that photo? How'd they get that photo? I don't know where my mom gets the gifts that she sends me. Like when she <laughs> sends me a text gift, I'm like, where did you find that? And sometimes I look at her aura frame and I'm like, where did you download this? No, I'm like, where did you get this photo from? Whose Instagram did you steal this photo off of? You know? They love to steal from, and they love to just screenshot and not yeah. crops. It'll just oh. be like a cropped iPhone It'll just be photo a full that's Instagram. on the Aura frame. Exactly, with comments and everything. It'll just be on, <laughs> it'll be zoomed in sometimes, so it's extra blurry. But you know what? That's how easy it is to get the photos on the Aura frame because my parents can figure out how to do it. Do they do yes. it well? No, but do they do it? Yes. And the other thing that's great about Aura frames, when you give them to your mom, your mother, a mother in your life, a mother mm-hmm. figure, it's a great Mother's Day gift, whoever the mother in your life is. You can connect it to your oh, yeah. Aura app. And, and you, you can, can just photos. send them photos. You right. can, if they approve it, you can just put photos and kind of troll them and have fun and put random photos. I do it to Lindsay sometimes. Yeah, he does. Um, you can do it to your mom. My mom gave me access because she likes putting you gotta be careful. photos. You got to You got to be a little careful with that, but you, you, should, you could do it, but you should do it. You got to be a little bit careful. But <laughs> Aura frames it. are Wi-Fi connected and they come with unlimited storage because it's all in the cloud. So you can share as many photos as you want from your phone to mom's frame. Not only will she be grateful, it's not another sweater. She'll love that an Aura frame means she gets to see more of you. So right now, Aura has a great deal for Mother's Day. Listeners can save on the perfect gift by visiting AuraFrames.com to get $30 off plus free shipping on their best-selling frame. That's A-U-R-A frames.com. Use code WHO at checkout to save. Terms and conditions apply. We're going to tell you about a new show called Jocular, hosted by ER Fightmaster, whom we've talked about on the podcast before, T.N. Tran and Katie Kershaw. They're comedians, they're writers, and they're also best friends who are obsessed with women's sports. Kind of like I'm becoming obsessed with women's sports. <laughs> you sort are. Of, kind you of. Are. A little you bit. Are. You are. They're exploring all things queer, trans, and women-focused in the world of sports. And in each episode, they'll cover the latest games, debate pressing issues, and review how they're all really horny for basically everyone in the game. This is every time I talk to someone who's a fan of women's sports, like a genuine fan of women's sports, not like a newbie like me. They're like, horny, 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 horny. I'm horny for all of them. I know. They're always crushing on people in the game. But that's why it's like we need a podcast that's not us to kind of tell us what we're supposed to care about, who we're supposed to care about, who's hot and who's sexy and who we're paying attention to. Yes. And that's what Jocular is for. Friends and experts will join to share their takes on sports ranging from women's basketball to soccer to power slapping. I don't even know what power slapping is, but I'm in. So tune in every Friday for new episodes of Jocular on Apple, Amazon, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts now. Next up, from Australia to America, Jay Manuel. Oh, I love this story. 
I Jay love Manuel. this story. We know him as the uh, the heart the guy, the guy from America's Next Top Model. The heart of America's Next Top Model. Oh, Tyra the was the brains. Oh, okay. Jay was the heart. I would say. What about Miss J? Miss Miss J was the soul. The legs. Remember Miss J? Yeah, because Miss J was the legs or the soul. I think Jay was always a little kinder. Jay was a yes. Jay was sort of the emotional yes. center of that show. That's true Miss- because looking back, Tyra was a hard ass. For how many things Tyra's reinvented and done and all this, I do think we have to give Tyra credit because Tyra will take the most absurd ideas and actually like do them and they become mm-hmm. a thing. Like even and like this was what, her peak. I mean, yeah, like America's Next Top Model. And the whole story is that like, you know, nobody wanted this show. It was but it it literally changed. It became this huge thing. Right. It went on for yeah. so many seasons and cycles, cycles. Full, sorry, and fully defined her career and totally changed like competition reality TV. Anyways, Jay Manuel has recently written a book. And what's really funny to me is that Tyra also wrote a fiction book called Model Land, which was about like models and becoming superheroes. Mm-hmm. whatever and uh so jay wrote a book i guess like fictionalizing your life is like a thing it is i don't know why i'm saying i guess i know it is mm-hmm. and so jay wrote his book and it is a fiction book that is very lightly based on his life no it's fully based on his life yeah. uh, and it's called the the wig the bitch and the meltdown you're and the one who read it <laughs> i didn't i read excerpts i didn't i'm sorry i didn't buy it and read the whole thing this was only i did not have enough time but it is about a supermodel named keisha cash just what's really funny is Tyra's like this is exactly like my life and he's like it's not but let me read you the description because <laughs> like it is like hold on let's see no no I made it up the wig the bitch and the meltdown is a satirical look at behind the scenes of the fictional reality model competition show model muse and global <laughs> phenomenon seen through the eyes of our moral compass narrator Pablo Michaels <laughs> The heart of the production is the helter-skelter world of Model Muse. We see behind the scenes and the backstage shenanigans of fashion reality TV world. As, quote, the fixer, Pablo is the man everyone turns to in a crisis. Struggling to hold the fledgling production together, he juggles his duties to his, quote, BFF, the ruthless and vulnerable anti-hero Keisha Cash, his supermodel Mm. boss, and to his soul. So it's America's Next Top Model meets Michael Clayton. I get it. I'm in. (laughs) I'm in. You know, when the cameras were on, we'd talk, but when they were off, I had no communication was allowed. It was uncomfortable. So apparently Tyra's pissed, like so, so pissed that he wrote this book that is essentially like copy paste of his life and a lot about her. And you know what? I have to argue I would be pissed, too. Hey, it's his life. It's his life, too. She doesn't. It's 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 his life, too. And I think that's the big that's the annoying thing about this. Like, I can understand why she might be pissed. But like, right. She's claiming ownership over his experiences just because she happened to experience them with him. Mm-hmm. And that's unfair. Like, Jay was a huge... Jay was like... You know, I don't just do makeup. I'll pull clothes for people. I'll art direct shoots. Then, you know me, I'll change the light on a set. I'll yes. do everything. So I feel like it's managing, managing the, aesthetic, the aesthetic. Or the, in the other words, thing. taking care of everything. Exactly. The thing about that show is like, yeah, Tyra was the star, but I would have stopped watching. I mean, I only watched for maybe the first like five, six, seven cycles, and then I like completely fell off. But those first cycles, like, if... In cycle four, Jay left or Miss Jay left. I wouldn't have watched anymore. They were all equally important. Like, of course, you need remember Tyra. When but like, Rita hosted Margaret's Not Model. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, actually, I barely remember. That was that. like the but dark it's like times. Tyra. <laughs> Tyra would like to consider herself like the the only person who matters in that show. 
but I don't think she understands like right. that those she, other people yeah. were as were, were were big. Like whenever well, they don't brought in Betty, forget, like what's his face Niles Niles the photographer too. He was also Nigel Barker. Nigel noted fashion photographer Niles Barker. <laughs> is it Nigel? I think it's Nile, not Nigel. Nigel, yeah, Nigel, Nigel Barker. Nigel so Barker. So this book is just so funny because it really is a copy paste job. And yes, he obviously is welcome to his own life stories, but to to call it fiction and then it's like essentially. The, the same thing is very funny to me and That's celebrities really do funny. this all the time the the advanced praise you found is absolutely amazing well we have quote jay has a singular voice which manages to be indulgent and gossipy while still incredibly sharp and smart that is from vanessa williams amazing obviously and then I clutched my pearls through this page, turning read that's laugh out loud funny. She's a kiki, darling. It's equally heartbreaking, suspenseful, and always fast-paced. The category is legendary. Billy Porter. <laughs> I love the category. <laughs> In a the category book. is legendary. And then I, of course, I didn't read the book, but I did get some excerpts from Amazon, which I think pretty much say it all. Like, I don't, I didn't think, when I saw these, I was like, I get it. You know, like, I've, I've got mm-hmm. it. Bobby, should we read... Should we read one of these? Like, like we go back and forth the or something like that, that? The fact that she called, that he calls Victoria's Secret Veronica's privates is so funny. Which of these blurbs do you think we should read? The first, the well, first, the second, the third? Well, there's also a funny one where when they're like about to launch a show, it, he says, how exactly is this any different from America's Next Top Model or The Face? And it's like, what? <laughs> you This exists hey, in the, what? This exists in the same universe. <laughs> what (laughs) wait that's so funny and then you're like okay wait but if this existed in the same universe as america's next top model that means they wouldn't pick up the show because it is the same show like it is the exact Mm -hmm. same show because it's a fictionalized version of the show anyways it's very confusing it's very very confusing let's read this let's read the second one about the ice cream um Scoring the top of the ice cream until she had a mound on her spoon she began to lick it like an icicle pop i've been feeling really low Ever since Veronica's privates made a big deal about bringing me into model plus sizes, she confided. And when Cora started in on me tonight, I just wanted to die. You have no idea how hard it is on how hard it is to be me. Pablo nodded emphatically. When you came along and told those skinny bitches off, she bit into her ice cream. You made me feel so much better about myself. How could you feel anything but? You're wonderful and... I'm actually very insecure. You're an icon! Keisha stared into the ice cream carton. Seriously, seriously, come on. Pablo flicked her spoon, trying to get a reaction. I'm not joking around. Why are you looking all sad? Keisha paused, sucking on her ice cream. I was bullied by my brother. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, time. Okay, Jay. I know. Um, you know what? Was, he finished yeah. a book. That is amazing. No, I know it's true. More than more and than any of us could say. I, I bet Tyra paid someone to write Model Anne, and I bet Jay wrote this book mostly himself. Well, I was like trying to remember. I was like, is I was like, I know Tyra wrote a book. Is it the same idea? But no, Tyra's book is like fully out out the door. Like Tyra's book is out of control. Tyra's book is literally about like superhero models in a place called Model <laughs> Land, where everybody's like a model or something. The name of the book is Model Land. I was driving down the FDR, and the idea of a book series came to my mind. I get asked, supermodel, what does that mean? You guys have superpowers? And I said, you know what, yeah. So I jotted down, modeling boarding school. Maybe supermodels do have superpowers. So maybe I should do this book in fantasy land and adventure and have magic like these journalists used to joke about 
And then that's how Model Land came to be. Um, well, also, I don't think we talked about it at the time, but a few months ago, Jay Manuel was like fully complaining about Tyra Banks. Like he was making headlines by complaining about his well, time working because on America's Tyra Next Tyra was a topic of conversation because there were all those clips floating around of her being terrible on the show and people being like, oh yeah, Tyra, like this show was problematic as fuck. Here are some reasons why. Mm-hmm. And she had that tweet where she was like, I'm sorry. Kind, you know, she was kind of like, oops, you know, in a way. And the other, the other funny thing about this is that apparently the reason why they think Tyra's really mad about this, she's like calling everyone being like, don't support this book is because Jay Manuel and Miss Jay had like an Instagram live interview show, I guess, up until mm-hmm. like throughout the quarantine. And I guess they haven't had one since because apparently, quote, all of a sudden Jay received a call that Miss Jay can't do the chats. He pulled out without an explanation and hasn't returned calls. They have a close relationship. And now all of a sudden he disappeared. So people were thinking mm-hmm. Tyra got to Miss Jay. Yeah. And also there was the thing about whenever she made one of the white models put on blackface, like made, suggested, made it part of the show that she put on blackface, the white model did it. And Jay talked about that. He was like, "That I was creative director, but that wasn't my idea. That wasn't my idea. That wasn't my idea. I was so uncomfortable with it. That wasn't my idea. That was was Tyra. Wasn't that like a challenge that was like, change races? And everybody was like, ugh. Any episode. Like pick any season of that show and like there's going to be a challenge that is questionable at best. Mm, Who's next? Oh. We've talked about this person before, which Lindsay found out because back when the mummy came out, the Tom Cruise mummy in 2017, this woman was like, here she comes, the next big thing. And then she went nowhere, Sophia Butella. In, in 2017, she came up and we were like, the mummy's a girl. Woo. Like we were so excited. Like, oh, she's Feminist the mummy. mummy yes. She's the mummy. Yes, mummy. Yes, queen. And <laughs> then like nothing really That's happened fun. with her. But it kind of seems like her deal is that she's just like fucking so good at like fighting like action films so she's always cast she's a dancer yeah yeah she's kind of cast in these like acrobatic fighting dancing roles as like different monsters and stuff and like this is Mm -hmm. her that's her shtick so like the mummy is only the first yeah you're right it's like it's acrobatic it's acrobatic action stuff but also she's not um she's not famous enough nor it looks like uh egotistical enough to worry about someone fucking with her appearance like she looks different in every movie she's okay with crazy makeup i guess is what i'm saying and prosthetics she's kind of like the 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 flexible version of kind of yeah of like a monster actor (laughs) like a guy who always plays like monsters who played the monster in the 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 women in the the guy in the water the water guy the water monster what's his name again doug jones Doug Jones. Yeah, Doug Jones. The yeah, Shape she, of Water. Yes, she's yes, got yes, a yes, Doug. Yes. What did I say? The guy in the water? I'm close. The guy in the water. The Shape the Doug, of Water. Yeah, so kind of like a Doug Jones. The reason why we brought her up, the, what's stupid is the reason why she's on this list is because she got the outdoorsy spawn. Remember we were talking about how, I don't know if this was I cut. I think I cut it from the episode. Zoe, Zoe Deutsch did out. <laughs> Zoe Deutsch. Can you imagine keeping in a Zoe Deutsch segment about I know. spawn? No, it's gone. Zoe Deutsch got spawned to like go in a van around the world and like she got this country, same spawn. Country, country. She, she got this same spawn. And let's be honest, she didn't really leave California. So <laughs> like she barely left California. God, she was I like, wow, when, I'm connecting to the earth. It. I love that you cut it. It's She's so, so boring. Well, Sophia Butella got the same spawn. It's smart spawn. It's this, it's a, uh, 
I'm not even really sure what the company does. They do like a rental rental vans, really, yeah, is they what do. it is. It's vans, yeah. It's RVs. And so she got a rental RV from Outdoorsy and she went around and then like drove around Wyoming and Montana and took all these photos and in all the photos she's like so grateful to Outdoorsy for allowing me to like rediscover the the countryside and like connect with nature, blah blah blah. It makes sense. It's smart it's smart spawn. But a lot of the photos are the same because it's like the RVs have like you sleep in them and then they have the opening. So all of the celebrities who do them kind of have the same vibe in the images, which is like, oh, here I am on my beautiful like Pendleton blanket in the back seat of my outdoorsy van. And yeah, I'm going to totally. open the window and totally. then look at this like gorgeous vista in the back. Like this it's will, all the same. Yeah, this will definitely get cut. This is like Zoe. Do- this is asking for it. Like Zoe Deutsch's ghost is like, cut this segment. It is, it, it is. You should keep it, though, because look at this. I'm sorry. Her three most iconic roles. She's playing like freak monsters in in star trek beyond she's a freak alien she's a freak alien with like a prosthetic face and like lines all over her head and she's the villain in in the mummy she's a freak mummy usually covered in bandages and like like have has a fucked up face because she's an evil mummy she's kind of a hot mummy kind of a hot mummy and then she's in the Kingsman sequel. And I was like, oh, she looks normal in the Kingsman sequel. Camera pans down. Her legs are knives. <laughs> Her legs are knives. Her legs, Her legs are, are knives. knives. <laughs> and arguably, these aren't even the hardest jobs she's ever had. She was a backup dancer for Madonna. So imagine that's the real... Imagine how difficult that was. I know. I she was a backup me. dancer for Madonna for a long time. She's in the Hung Up video. And she went on full tour with her for that confessions on a dance that's floor shocking tour. to me that it's like real that's really getting put through the ringer can you imagine i don't know that's like doing two decades of uh, terrible like like a two decades of a miserable office job that's the equivalent in like dance career <laughs> like oh i did i did one summer with madonna like i aged 20 years <laughs> Oh my God! Oh, you got um, her. She was at, here. She is at Craig's with her. Well, she was, at I was Craig's last year. Well, I was wondering who her boyfriend was, who she's like on this van in this van with. It's this guy, maybe, right? If they're still together. I don't know. This uh, if they're still together, this is from, this is from last year. His name is Kean Johnson. Oh my God, he's twenty-two. She's thirty-seven. Nice. Yeah, she dated this boring guy for for many many years while she was like on the come up. So there's really not all that much interesting about like her personal romantic life. But now she's dating this young guy. Maybe. Wait, I'm still. sorry. Did you read the headline? The first lead to this Daily Mail piece. It's insane. She recently starred in the disturbing, drugged-out dance horror movie Climax, but that didn't keep Sophia Butella from enjoying some nightlife on Sunday. Spotted <laughs> leaving the popular celebrity spot, Greg's. And how do they think act? How do they think going out to dinner works? You know, I don't know. I guess she, they're like. She's not traumatized from her work. She can go to Craig's, which I would argue going to Craig's is equally traumatized. Okay, let's move on. Let's move on. Let's move on. We have a fucking slew of pregnancies that we want to rush through. I want to rush through them. Okay. I'll start with this one because this one, I I will go on a tangent here, but like, and then we can move on to the other pregnancies. Don't. Okay. Jordan, Morgan Stewart. We talked about Morgan Stewart and Jordan McGraw, son of. Uh, Phil McGraw, Dr. Phil McGraw. Dr. Phil's son and the girl from E, R.I.P., is R.I.P. pregnant. <laughs> yes. And this story on E, which is considered the source, is fucking crazy. And yeah. I, there's a, there's a headline that said, why Morgan Stewart and Jordan McGraw think their daughter will be, quote, nerdy. And I was like, click. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Why do you think your unborn daughter will be nerdy? Please and tell us everything. And there's an entire... There's an entire, the entire second half of the story is speculation from Morgan and Jordan. I'm going to read the whole thing because, oh my God, this is how they're thinking about their baby. And while Morgan and Jordan don't claim to be psychic, they don't, (laughs) they're already making predictions about their unborn little one's personality. 
Quote, I think she might get a little bit of the drama from mom, the musician relayed. I think she's going to be a little quiet, too. In response, the former hashtag rich kids at Beverly Hills star quipped, I hope not. The one thing the couple agreed on? The daughter will be, quote, absolutely hilarious. Yet, back in March, back in a March episode of Nightly Pop, Morgan predicted that her child will be a, quote, redhead with, quote, allergies. <laughs> at the time, she also hypothesized that her kid would be, quote, so smart. Of course, Morgan said that she still stands by this prediction, as Jordan has a little bit of, quote, Auburn in his beard. What? Jordan remarked, I just hope she doesn't sunburn like me. It's like, where are we going with this? Okay, and then wait. It's too much. As Morgan continued, she doubled out and said her daughter will likely be very smart. I do think she's going to be really smart, and she's not going to experience the difficulties that I did in school, she explained. I think she's going to be really smart, maybe a little more on the nerdy side. Why? Per Morgan, the baby's dad Jordan has a high IQ. Morgan further teased, I'm witty, but I can't solve a problem. <laughs> I'm sorry, you're calling Jordan McGraw smart? You think that's where the baby's going to get the smart <laughs> the smart genes? I just don't know how it went from, she predicted he would be a redhead with allergies who's smart, but then it says, I still think she's going to have a re- like what? I just hope he doesn't sunburn like me. This is so strange. <laughs> Who's next? Bindi Irwin is pregnant, which we knew would happen. They Bindi were Bindi Irwin got pregnant. That's so why they had to get quick. married so quickly. Yeah, they Bindi had to get Irwin's married so quickly so they could fuck. Bindi Remember? Irwin's pregnant. Yeah, Bindi Irwin's pregnant. Meanwhile, they got married have we checked in with? Because they had to fuck. Have they we were checked too in with Steve Irwin's hot niece in a while? Is she, how's she doing? Haven't heard about oh, wait, her. That's a- Steve what's what is Irwin's she up to hot knees what's she up? i don't give a shit look. about bindi i care about steve Irwin's. oh she hasn't done anything since we talked about her last but is she still in the daily mail yeah i've seen she's i've seen articles. not since april 29th she was oh. flaunting her apple her ample assets in uh, in the 29th step it up of april she gotta step it up she can't get buried by news of bindi being pregnant that's disrespectful who else is pregnant Khalees. Khalees is pregnant chef Khalees is pregnant table for five please Khalees. uh then we get wait no the funniest part about the Khalees story and people is it says she it wasn't spawn like i went to the instagram it wasn't spawn she just held up a first response pregnancy test and was like Uh i'm pregnant but like didn't say ad or anything However, that didn't prevent people from getting those affiliate dollars because oh, it says, Khalees has a bun in the oven. The singer and chef 40 is expecting her third child and second with husband Mike Morris. She announced on Instagram Wednesday night along with a photo of herself holding up a positive first response early result pregnancy test. They link to the Amazon you store can't be out here first response holding early up, resort. You can't be out here holding up a product that you're not getting paid for because that is just a waste. That's just a waste because it's just a waste. It's just um, a waste. Let's see. Oh, Gucci Mane. Oh, Kisha Kaor, Kaor, yeah, remember yeah. their wedding? They're, they're, yeah. uh, she's pregnant. And then we have mm-hmm. Ed Sheeran's girlfriend, Cherry Seaborn. They're pregnant. Ugh, oh, ugh, wife. I don't okay. know if they're married. Who cares? Wife, wife, um, wife, wife, wife. Romy, they got married during Pan. Romy Strush. You know, <laughs> Romy Strush, that model. She's pregnant. Oh, I didn't even see this one. Romy, Romy Strush? Romy Strush. And uh, who's this? Romy Strush's husband is Van Leeuwen, the ice cream. No. Oh, Lawrence Van Leeuwen. a guy Leeuwen. named Lauren oh, it's spelled Van differently. Leeuwen. Um, wait, I'm sorry. Who's this last one? You just added this in here like I'm supposed to know who these people are. Now I'm clicking on it. <laughs> no, when I went on Daily Mail last night, I was like, excuse you? Because it said American Idol stars Gabby Barrett, 20, and Kate Foner, 24, announced they are expecting their child together less than one year after tying the knot. And I had never heard of these names before. And I also thought less than one year after tying the knot, like, did they know how, like... Do they know how pregnancy works? You don't. You don't need to pass a year mark to get pregnant. What are you? Well, talking I think about? it's just a timing. I think it's just like a. It's just a. 
it's just words. I don't think that it's. Mm-hmm. I don't. I, she's that a country singer, not. but she's a country singer. Um. That's yeah. They it. they met on American Idol sixteen season sixteen. I guess no one is watching of American course. Idol season sixteen. The, I when you see stories like this, it's sort of um. I don't know. Even though I don't really give a shit about people expecting kids, unless you know I I know them personally. It's like okay, this is nice. Like life goes on. Really, there will be a. There is a future. There's a future. It okay, will be a good wait, one. I don't Whitney know. Houston. Okay. But you know. Yeah. What you about believe, Whitney Houston? You believe the children are our future. Teach oh them yeah. Well and let them lead the way. Yeah. Let them lead the way. Time for a banana. D-E-N-A-N-A. What will these two do today? Coffee, blocks, daily tasks. Only sometimes wearing masks. B-O-M-A-N-Z-A. It go and a divorcee. They're sharing shirts and sharing laughs while others share their photographs. B-E-N-A-N-A. Let's update their dossier. Gotta They're say, still together. They're another, getting hotter. Another good, <laughs> they just keep getting hotter. Another fucking iconic week for Banana. I have to say, it's just one thing after the other. She, she's working on some project or something, or he's working on some project. Somebody's working on some project, well, and he went, <laughs> and he they went to visit. She visited him on the project, or he visited her on the project, and they got these fucking photos of them being so hot that it's she's disgusting. working on some project. Well, whatever, like. Yeah, right. Like he visited her on some set and we don't know what the project is. Mm-hmm. Not that we care. And I got to say, these photos, it's like she kisses him through like a black mask and then she pulls down the mask and kisses him again. And it's like, fuck, this is hot. <laughs> <laughs> it's very Superman upside down kiss. Christian Dunst. Oh, but it's hotter. Wire. But it's hotter. Because Toby's not involved. These photos are just fucking hot. I'm sorry. They don't hot. need to be upside down. They they're don't need hot. to be upside down to be hot. They're hot. And then it was his birthday. It was just his birthday. And she bought him classic Anna de Armas. She brought him a toy that they could then be photographed on, which was a BMW motorcycle, motorcycle. with custom helmets. And so the helmets fucking, are so hot. The helmets are hot. They're riding through, you know, wherever the paparazzi are. They're calling the pops and riding downtown, down the street, and of course getting photos taken. And she's out here like Richard Nixon with her double peace signs on the back, being like, <laughs> woo, woo, woo. You know, like it's truly. Do you see the photo that you put in here? There's like their neighbors in the background just like tending to the lawn. And it's yeah. like, imagine living next door to these two freaks. Oh, I-, I know. Like I would love it. Their daily ride. Okay, so then it's his, I would it was sit his on my 40th front, I would sit on my porch every if they live next to me, I would sit on my porch twenty four hours a day. Or twelve twelve hours a day. Oh, my you're thinking I'd watch the show the waiting porch. for them to come out? Are you that'd be the most entertaining thing of my whole life. Um <laughs> he turned forty eight. She posted an Instagram that celebrated the birthday and they both look I gotta say very cute in it he's giving like a big baby smile she's smiling and of course uh, her closest friend Jamie Lee Curtis Jamie Lee Curtis you both look 14 (laughs) (laughs) and then okay so Ana de Armas updates Ana defunded police Armas updates has been keeping us abreast of all of the Chris Evans related news surrounding this Instagram I don't buy any of this but sure so they're saying that Chris Evans liked this Instagram photo celebrating the birthday, then yeah. unliked it. But then the they pointed is, out that Chris be- Evans that follows Anna, but Anna doesn't follow Chris Evans back. And so when I did a little Googling, I found out that at the time of production, there were rumors that Anna and Chris were dating while filming Knives Out, which I didn't know oh, about okay. until last night. 
Maybe they so, hooked up. Maybe they hooked up. They That's may actually up. not the so, worst idea. And you know what? Her type is Boston guys. And Chris Evans is another fucking ex- Boston guy. You're putting all the pieces together that I was telling. Like, yeah. that's, I think it's actually, there's something She loves to a Boston it. guy. She loves Dunks. She loves there's a Dunkin' Donut. There's something to it. Yeah. So, uh, so out of the fun, the police armistice is out here, like, trying to make us con- think about the fact that, like, maybe Chris Evans is a little jealous of Ben Affleck. Uh huh. Um, uh huh. Uh huh. That motorcycle. I. You will never. I'd rather get in a hot air balloon than a motorcycle. Okay. Like, all right. Absolutely all right. not. <laughs> I knew. But you were that is do a this. cute motorcycle. I just That's have to say, motorcycle. there's just nothing more. These two. There's nothing more banana than buying your 48 year old boyfriend a motorcycle for his fucking birthday and then making him drive it down the street with you on it i'm sure she's not making him do anything that's wrong wording but like suggesting that we go for a ride on it with our helmets in front of the paparazzi these two are just like relentless with this Anna, you know fully embracing his midlife crises is such a supportive girlfriend move it's like I mean, truly it's like, like they're wearing the same shoes like it is like this is like everything is orchestrated. Did you notice they're wearing the same shoes when they're on the bike? The same exact oh, shoes. Oh my! I, I didn't notice that. Are those Gucci's? No, they're are like those. Those Gucci's? No, they're like actually I don't know what they are, but they have little stars on them. Oh, I thought they were Gucci. No, they're like if Gilly and Flynn were writing Gone Girl now, the Cool Girl monologue would just be like, "Think Anna de Armas." Next paragraph. Mm-hmm. Like that's it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Next paragraph. I Truly. don't need to get into it. I mean, everyone's like, "Oh, I understand. I understand." Hi guys. It's future Lindsay on my AirPods editing this episode literally as I got to the banana segment. And I'm like, I'm editing the banana segment and I stopped to check Twitter, which is very bad for my productivity. And I saw that Anna Defund the Police Armis at Anna Updates, aka Anna Defund the Police Armis, has been suspended. If you try to go to their profile, there's nothing there. And I'm just, where did they go? What happened here? There is evidence from people in my mentions. I obviously did tweet about it that they posted some like euphoria poster prank thing. Like it was a joke about Ben and Anna and like a euphoria poster, like something like that. Um, Something funny, something cute, whatever. They're mostly harmless. And people say that because HBO is very litigious about its imagery and everything like that, that maybe they did like a takedown and Twitter, you know, listened to them and took it down. Um, but I'm just very alarmed. What happened to Armas Updates? This is a huge deal for the banana segment. And I will keep you guys updated if I learn anything else. But right now, we don't have a ton of information. If you know anything about what happened to at Armas Updates, if you are on our if you are Armis Updates, please call in 619-WHO-THEM and tell us what is going on so that we could maybe help. Um, this would be a huge blow to the banana segment, and I just, you know, would be very upset about it. All right, back to the show. Now it's time for, now it's time for another song. What was she wearing? Where was she seen? She posted what on Instagram? She's the Who Queen. Tens of people want to know all about the number one Who. Lindsay Bobby, tell us now. What's Rita Ora up to? Who is this woman? I don't always read Us Weekly, but I gotta say I did this week and Rita was in it twice. So shout out to Rita Ora for being the first look. Yeah. 
first look, the first page of Us Weekly this week, as well as literally the lead image of Hot Picks. She's in it twice. You can tell they're running out of pictures. They got Rita Orange. <laughs> well, not to not to make this into tabloid talk, but we could extend the Rita segment by saying I read the tabloids in full for the first time in many weeks, mm-hmm. and I think we have like not that I'm an epidemiologist nor am I Dr. Fauci, but there was something about this week's tabloids where I was like, things are getting back to normal, and there were <laughs> yeah. more there were more photos that weren't just about coronavirus and mass like celebrities are doing more things there are more projects in the that's work true, like, that's in the true that's like, true that's true la is getting back to work celebrities are going out without masks true but there's more... still no parties so that's the uh, that's i no think parties. the main thing that's so missing. like there the, are no parties the red carpet segments are really funny because it's like who's on the red carpet this week it's like well no, no one but that one. doesn't stop them from putting the like oh here's you know zendaya and julianne moore all wearing pink like who knew it's trendy but it's like their photos from last year um but the tabloids are getting a little pre-March. There's something you know less I... weird about them. You're right. Like yes. there is yeah. like a there's like a weirdness that was very apparent that's now missing. We don't have like 45 pictures of Kristen Chenna with holding like crackers. You know, like right. That's there less was like of a thing. There was a palpable sense of like editorial discomfort. Right. For a couple of months where they were like, this feels weird for us. And now it kind of feels normal. So meanwhile, Rita, who is just in Ibiza or Ibiza, as I pronounce it sometimes. Ibiza. If you notice, I go back and yeah. forth because I get it. People call and they're like, Lindsay, why do you pronounce Ibiza? But like it's that? Ibiza. It is supposed to be Ibiza. I thought it was Ibiza. But wh- what do I know? Okay, who cares? I mean, the point is she went right from there to Greece, <laughs> of course. Rita's like on perpetual vacation. She goes right to Greece. Meanwhile, I'm reading an article. Greece, like, Greece was going to add, like, have UK people not come? there, Or, like, Greece is going to be added to UK's do not. Wait, hold on. Basically, Rita, Greece is a COVID hot zone right now. And mm-hmm. Rita might not be let back into London. So I think she's got to figure that out. I don't know if she's read this article. Can somebody send it to her? Oh. I'm not sure she'll be let back. Into <laughs> London. She'll figure it out. She'll figure it out. But yeah, she's in Greece now, flashing her. Uh, let me load this so I can tell you. She's flashing her. Okay, come on. Her. She sent temperatures soaring as she flashed her under boob in a tiny, skimpy white bikini during her latest get- getaway to Greece. Okay. Yeah. That sounds like her. Mm-hmm. They also used her in a like a fashion spread where they pointed out like what her pants are and what her blouse is from, but it's a photo from like three weeks ago when she was still in London. Well, Mass this was the this was the London. first look in this week's Us Weekly. So you're right, it's old, but Rita got two placements this week, so I thought that was. Pretty I've good never for seen her. this hair on her. This is like I don't like it. Who does she look like here? It's very, she looks like a completely different person here. Not yeah, that Rita or isn't the master of looking like a completely different yeah. person, but like yeah. I've never seen this particular Rita before. Um, she also has a new aqua toenail polish, which is the perfect shade to help you hold on to summer a little longer, according to the Zoe Report, which is oh. a website we haven't seen enough of lately. Um, <laughs> when when she's sitting down on a poof with the ha- with the caption grateful, do you think that she's actually grateful or do you think she's just like trying to get you to listen to her music? Oh, uh, Stream th- oh I forgot that there's a song called Grateful. I think she's grateful for the photographer being there to take a photo. I think she's always grateful for the shot. Okay, I guess that's enough about Rita. <laughs> um, it is just, I think that she is, if, if we're like, w- 
when will we return to normalcy? I think Rita is fully back to normal. No, she's so fully back to normal. And if, if she's that's, not at if, 100%, she's at 98%. No, she's so fully back to normal. She's already going to the studio. She's jet setting. She's got a boyfriend. She's showing off her nail polish. She's under boobing. She's so fully back to normal that it makes me feel almost like weird, but also like hopeful. It makes me feel weird. Like it, it makes me feel resentful and weird, but also, you know, Hopeful. The majority of myself feels weird and resentful, but the minority of myself feels hopeful because uh-huh. of it. It's like, okay, things are, nature is healing. Nature you is know. healing. Rita the rich Ora. people get to heal first, but <laughs> whatever. They always do. Yeah, they always do. Um, there, She's going to get her rapid test whenever she wants it. Um, okay. <laughs> meanwhile, okay. meanwhile, I go into, into City MD and they're like, see you in September. <laughs> okay. okay. Good all luck. All right. Okay. All right. Thank you for listening to another episode of Who Weekly. Call in at 619 Who Them to leave questions, comments, and concerns. Um, oh, support us on patreon.com slash Who Weekly for twice weekly bonus episodes. Um, ooh, can't wait to talk about the Real House of the Potomac. Um, We're going to finish it. And uh, what else? Oh, follow us on Instagram and Twitter. And is that the end? Oh, yeah. We'll be back on Friday with an episode of Who's There, which is so much fun. Have a great week. Bye. 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 You will drive us. We got new boots and I'm so thrilled. They're Tacova's boots. And you know why I'm so excited about getting Tacova's boots and why I was so happy to get mine why? in the mail? Because why? the girlies from Potomac went to the Tacova store in the most recent season of Real Houses of Potomac and I was like if Robin and Karen have Tacovas, I want Tacovas. Well, I have a good reason too, because I've been doing a bunch of line dancing and I didn't have any cowboy boots. And so I got my Tacovas. Oh. And let me tell you, the difference it makes to be dancing in cowboy boots, huge. On the line dancing huge floor. That's amazing. Oh, yeah. So you can really smack the floor and swing around. You need cowboy boots. Yeah, I didn't get cowboy boots. I got Chelsea boots, but they're great. They're brown. Oh, my God. I can't wait to see them. They're just, I like. Taking them on and off. They're so lovely. They're kind of a beautiful leather. They're beautiful leather. Well, they're bringing a fresh perspective to heritage boot making. They've carried forward all the time-honored traditions and quality you find in a great pair of cowboy boots, but they've innovated on comfort, style, and service. It's true because cowboy boots can be a little bit hard to mm-hmm. break in. Yep. You know? Yep. Mine, I was swinging around. No pain. <laughs> no pain. And Tacova's is Western to their core. They offer a bunch of other head-to-toe Western staples like trucker jackets the perfect jeans performance pearl snaps cowboy hats bandanas you name it they'll get you outfitted they believe in western for all and you can feel that when you go into their stores when you walk in you'll be greeted like family i saw them do it to the girlies from the real house of potomac it seemed like they were being greeted like family you'll be offered a boot shine and a drink yes even the hard stuff if you prefer and you can get custom fitted for a new pair of boots but if you can't make it into a store, Tacova's delivers the most premium quality and the most comfortable Western goods right to your door. Visit tacovas.com, that's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com, and point your toes west.